0: Hi, everyone. Mitch from PickDogs.com here with Chris Ruffalo. It is Monday, August 29th, 2022. God, August goes so slow, and it always does, right? It's like February goes super fast because you want to get to March Madness, and August, it just is brutally slow. I mean, we even had college football on Saturday, and it's still slow. And, um, you know, we got college football in just a couple days. Um, on September 1st and um, it is so slow it's like it just drags on forever but um, I can kind of feel it you know you can kind of feel it it's starting to happen it's like NFL preseason's in the books college football starts and it's like you know I'm already going through this weekend's games it's like I did you know Utah Florida I already did Arizona State San, Arizona San Diego State I've done South Florida's taken on BYU you know they return everybody both those teams That's going to be a better game than people think. Um, Two teams that return everybody, you know. That's always the best. You just don't see that too often. Then you've got, uh, I don't know, just going through a ton of them, you know. Just loving it. Of course, you know, you don't always know what you're going to see, you know, when they they take the field, especially with all the coaching changes. But, um, yeah. They're ready to... um, is it um, is it a meltdown in Toronto, Chris, with the uh, Blue Jays?
1: <laughs> not yet, not yet. I think uh, still folks holding out some optimism. You know, it's everybody's going to have those rough stretches. You know, I had some people say, "Oh, yesterday, all oh, the, the Yankees are starting to melt down again because they they had suffered a, a split against the uh, the A's." But it's like the A's they took they they swept Houston at home. They took two or three from the uh, from the Mariners as well. So. It's like that whole that old saying from football, any given Sunday. Well, anybody can beat anyone on every given day. And you've said it before, the best teams in baseball lose 60, 70 times a year. So yeah. they're still they're still holding on to some hope here. And well. then
0: some, you know, and then yeah. some. So it's, you know, it's just crazy. Yeah. You know, that people think that, you know, the favorite always wins. You know, it's, it's yeah. believe me, the favorite does not always win. All you have to do is go to most profitable teams over on our betting tools. And you'll see, um, you bet the favorites, you do not win money. Um, it is rare. It is very rare that you can do that. But um, yeah, we still got just eight Major League Baseball games today. So that's why I was trying to fill in with maybe some college football talk.
1: Let's see what we got here. What was your biggest surprise on the weekend? Just in, It doesn't have to necessarily be a game result, but just something that maybe you, you noticed that kind of just took you by surprise.
0: Um, I would say that Patrick Corbin um, breaking the streak for the Nationals, getting the first win by a starting pitcher um, for the Washington Nationals in like, what was it, 43 games? something More than that, right? It's 143 <laughs> games, something crazy number, and that it was Patrick Corbin that actually was the guy to finally break through. Um, I thought that, to me, was one of the biggest surprises of the weekend. I think the other big surprises are still yet to come. I think we're going to see some surprising NFL cuts. And um, I think Teddy Bridgewater is is one of them. I, I, I do. Um, you know, I think that the Dolphins kind of pushed him back in, in, the, in the order of things. And I think he was not impressive in the time that we saw him on the field. And, um, you know, you can't have a guy like that on, on the um, – you know, the practice squad. So, what do you do? You know, what do you do? See if yeah. you can maybe get a seventh-round draft choice for him or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think I think they'll try to get at least a fifth to a seventh for him. Maybe even push for a fourth. But it's the price for an NFL quarterback who's willing to pay it, right?
0: Yep. You know, this year, just one um, Monday night football game. Um, They have gone back to that ever since, you know, they were doing the two Monday Night Football games to open the season. This year it's one Monday night game, and um, it's the Seahawks and the Broncos. The Sunday night game, the Cowboys and the Buccaneers, which I believe was the Monday – was it the Sunday night game? Was it Thursday night game last year? And then this year's Thursday night game is the Rams and the Bills. And that could be a – that could be in one of those games – the all-time high scoring is type games right i mean that's has that type of potential
1: um on to it Ooh, the rams chiefs was 54-51 a few years ago i think yep.
0: It was, you know, we have, we wrote like, um, we have on the site like all these articles on sports chat plays, like highest scoring game of all time, fastest pitcher, youngest quarterback to play in the Super Bowl, and all these things. And it's like, they'll sit there on the site for years. And then all of a sudden, a game that's relevant will come up. And all of a sudden, it's like, you see thousands of people reading it. And that was like that article. Um, kind of just came up out of nowhere. But, um, yeah, it's still, um, you know, eight-game schedule here today, but definitely, always as always, some money to be made. Let's see if we can make some money with what we have to work with here. Just, well, I just, I got to say, sometimes you love the eight-game schedule. Sometimes, you, you, you know, whatever. Pablo Lopez against Gonzalez in Miami with a 640 time, um, Eastern time start. The Dodgers go to New York after this. This is the second week in a row we've had a holdover series. Last week it was Minnesota. This week it's Miami. It was Minnesota, Colorado, I believe, last week. And this week it's Miami and the Dodgers holdover series from the weekend. And the Dodgers play at the Mets tomorrow. Um, So, you know, how much of them is going to be here in Miami? How much of them is going to be, you know, on their way to Queens? What do you think of this one?
1: Yeah, yeah, I I went back and forth on this one, but I, I'm still thinking. For me, the only way to go on this one is, you know, Dodgers run line. At least for me, um, Pablo Lopez. I am a Pablo Lopez fan. I think you know the problem is though he has uh, tailed off a little bit in his last few starts. A 6.0 ERA across his last seven starts. And uh, four of his last seven starts, he's allowed at least four runs, three of those coming at home like he is here. And Tony Gonzalez, he had a rough start uh, to the second half of the season after the All-Star break, but in August, he's started to turn it on again, just two runs allowed in his last four starts. Um, I just think the Dodgers swinging a hotter bat, and with the with the Marlins inconsistencies offensively, uh, it makes me it makes it hard to back even with Lopez pitching here. So I think the Dodgers run line.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with um, the over in this game. I I just, you know, like you said, I think both pitchers kind of, we've seen their better days, and they're they're still getting um, treated as if, you know, these are the same guys that were pitching in May, and um, they're not, you know. Gonzalez has pitched fantastic this year. I think, you know, for, like, team player of the year or whatever, you know, the sixth man type, right? I mean, this guy's really stepped it up on a Dodgers pitching staff without Kershaw. Without, without Walker Bueller, without, you know, um, you know, Max Scherzer who they acquired last year, without um Trevor Bauer who they were basically counting, you know, to be part of this team when they signed him a while ago. You know, he's come through for them in a big, big way, without May for most of the season, you know? He's really, really come through for them. But um, I don't know, like you said, maybe those best innings um were the ones that got them to this point. So, I think we can have an over in this one. Um, Should be interesting um, to see. But, uh, anyways, go to the next game on the board, and that would be the Reds and the Cardinals. And uh, the Cardinals playing last night in a pretty exciting game there. It was uh, 2-0 Cardinals. Then the Braves took the lead, three to two, and then the Cardinals six three, and uh, that's what, the way it ended. Um, you know, there's always something to be said about the team that has to travel after the Sunday night game, and then the Reds were in Philly um, all weekend. I don't, I don't know. What do you think, Chris?
1: well my initial thought without looking at the pitching matchup was that you know maybe this is a a value spot to take cincinnati because you know like you said uh st louis coming off of that sunday night or a pair of back-to-back emotional late victories to uh to take a big series maybe this is just a a bit of a letdown spot but i can't back chase anderson in a a starting role for cincinnati on the other side you got miles michaelis who a lot of his recent struggles, which has contributed to a 5.56 ERA across his last seven, have come on the road. You know, he gave up six on the road, or sorry, uh, five on the road at Chicago. That 10 spot in uh, in Colorado, and uh, to start this whole run, six runs in Cincinnati over five innings. I think we got a higher scoring game here. I think the runs come in bunches. I'm going to take the over in this one.
0: I'm with you. I'm, I I go the exact same direction. I don't have I have very little faith in either of these. I think the Cardinals probably get the win. Um I don't like this price on them. I just don't think, you know, on the road coming off of the late game last night and then, you know, like I said, Miles Miklos um you know struggling all the way to in this one um makes it extremely difficult to back them at at this i mean obviously if you need to take a side um tough to get off of the um tough to get off of the off of the cardinals here but i don't feel the need to take a side here i think um i think the over is uh is is the play here and that's where i'm going so uh i'll take the over with you we go to our next pick and we go to our next game and that's going to be the Cubs and the Blue Jays and, you know, the Blue Jays, the wheels, um, you know, against the Angels, the wheels appear to be falling off the cart. And now you're in a dicey spot where you're tied in the lost column, you know, for that last wild card spot. And, you know, the wild card in the American League is so tight and it looked like the Twins were done and the Blue Jays and the Rays played the played them right back into it um, with the way that they played this weekend. And I know the the Rays got the win yesterday, but outside of that, it was a disaster in Boston. So, you know, now the Twins back in in the mix here and the Blue Jays now, you know, at home once again, but, you know, that hasn't helped them. And now you have Barrios Gallisman, part of the rotation coming up. So this is dicey and the Chicago Cubs have not laid down for anybody. I mean, I hate the Cubs, but Ross does have them playing with some heart here. Chris, what what do you think?
1: Yeah, this game gave me a headache when I saw it on the schedule yesterday. But uh, I think I'm still going to stick with the under here. It may sound a little bit odd, but, you know, Jose Barrios coming off of back-to-back solid starts on the road, which I think is a moral victory for him, given how that's gone you know, on the road this season. And for the majority of this season, Barrios has pitched far better at home. I expect him to hold the, the Cubs in check. But Javier Assad had a good start against that. You know, that hot Cardinals lineup in his debut. The Blue Jays just aren't hitting consistently right now. And I think this is just going to be a game that comes in under the total. I would lean towards Toronto for the side because they need it. But I think just like you were with the Cincinnati-St. Louis game, I don't feel the need to take the side. I think the under is the way to go here.
0: Yeah, to me, it's like I'm on the Cubs here. I just think all the value is there. You're getting 2-1 to on your money against Jose Barrios, who was – Basically, I mean, you could reverse run line this guy. And while well, I badmouth the Cubs any chance that I get, I've seen them play with some heart. Um, and that's, you know, at least with heart and guts, and at least they try. When they lose, they're just simply outmanned. And the bullpen, well, they're going to get rocked. So I, I, expect to see pl- I expect to see plenty of runs here. I, I like the over and the Cubs. So Chris and I are going to respectfully disagree on this one. But um, it's the way it is. We when when we don't agree on
1: it and we have different opinions.
0: Then then the general <laughs> the, the general consensus in the comments is
1: they work for Vegas.
0: They,
1: they one of them's gotta be right.
0: My favorite comment yesterday's Romanelli Roman, Romanelli messages me and he says he goes he goes I'm not he goes i um, um I'm eight and six and have the Cardinals going tonight in my Ron's rundown and they're already in on the Ron works for Vegas comments. He's like because I'm eight and six. It's like I'm like, yes, he works in Vegas. He was um he was uh, he was a cocktail waitress at the uh, Harrah's. It's like I, I just I don't even understand the comment. You worked for Vegas. The it's like No idea, man. No clue. But um anyways, back to uh Back to our next game. We've got the Twins and the Red Sox. And, you know, the, the Red Sox have been um, playing decently. They did they got the better of that one against the Rays, the better of the series. They did lose the series finale. They got crushed. But um, the, overall, they haven't been all that bad. And meanwhile, the Minnesota Twins have played themselves back into the wild card race. But, you know, this is where having Dylan Bundy as part of your pitching staff, you know, um, comes back and... Bites you in the proverbial ass. Chris, what do you think?
1: You know, I as much as I hate Dylan Bundy, I will say, I don't think he's as much of a, a, a bite in the proverbial buttocks as he, he may have suggested all season long, especially, you know, at home, which is where he's played his best ball all season long. 4.28 ERA across his last seven, but in his last five starts, just five runs allowed over 19 innings of work. I'm still not sold on Brian Bellow in a starting role. We've seen him in his uh, four starts this season, an 8.47 ERA. I think the Twins see the opportunity that the Blue Jays are giving them right now, and you know give, uh, have a, still have a chance to uh, even catch Cleveland in the uh, in the AL Central. You know, despite all the recent shortcomings. So I'm gonna go with the Twins in this one. I think the uh, I think they they're just in the better spot right now.
0: I really don't love this game, and I think this is one of these games that's you know could be four four late, and the Twins have done well in those style of games. So it's like I, it's a lean to the Twins for me. I don't like either pitcher here, but I think the Twins have proved to be the better team overall. But the Red Sox, it just seems that every time I go to write them off and you know put them cast them off and everything, that's when they seem to come through. But um, it doesn't mean that I've learned my lesson. I mean, that's—I really, mean, I've been at this way too long to have learned my lesson. Believe me, I get my ass kicked all the time. It's like, You know, I mean, Patrick Corbin's pulling down wins. Um, there's there's a lot of lessons yet to be learned, and a lot of uh, making the same mistakes over and over again. Uh, if if that's if that's if that's going to happen, well, let's just say I'm just the guy. To, I'm just the right guy for the job. Chris, um, what do you got for sale today at Pick Dogs?
1: For me today, I got my $15 pickoff play. Had back-to-back uh, winning pickoff plays to close out the week. Also got that play as part of my Monday Moneyball three-pack. Uh, swept the board yesterday, crushed it, hoping to do that again today. Got that three-pack up for 40 bucks over at Pick Dogs Premium.
0: Got... Um... I have my $15 big play. I have a couple other plays I'm probably going to have out there as well. So I'm uh, still kind of going over the card with you guys. And um, I don't know. I don't love the prices this time of year. And, um, you know, with college football and NFL football in the way, um, well, I don't like those any anymore either. But uh, that's besides. There'll be plenty of games that I do like, though. We just gotta, i just got to just dig a little deeper. And speaking about one that I want to dig a little deeper, it's the Milwaukee Brewers taking on the Pittsburgh Pirates. Corbin Burns um, getting the ball here for the Brewers. I have seen, I saw Brubaker initially for the Pirates, but I'm not sure. Is he still going, Chris?
1: Yeah, I'm seeing that he's scratched, or at least I'm seeing TBD now. So let me see if maybe he popped up on the injury report at all. You down with TBD? Um, I might be down with TBD. Who knows? Let me see here. Let's see if there's an idea. Um, yeah, this was this was actually one of the tougher games for me on the card, though. I, you know, it, you see, you look at head-to-head. Pittsburgh's won the last five meetings against Milwaukee, and you think, well, maybe. Uh, oh, hold on, he's out indefinitely uh, on the paternity list. So, so yeah, he won't be making the start today. But I, I, I could be maybe a bullpen game. So. I mean I think at that point you maybe have to go with the Brewers on the run line just because I don't trust the uh, I don't trust the Pirates to really do it offensively against Burns to really get the win here and sort of derail what the Brewers have going right now they're trying to get back into the wild card race but uh, probably not my strongest play on the board like whatsoever because I again this price sort of drives it out of the uh, drives it out of the realm. I think it was minus 260 when I last looked in the run line even uh Bit pricey
0: as well i don't see anywhere to go here i think you got to go for the brewers i know they've lost a lot of games against the winnable games you know and that's the reason why they're on the outside looking in at the playoffs but they're still well within striking distance um with the padres losing yesterday and with the brewers winning yesterday i believe that does even them up here in the loss column let me just take a good quick gander and um a gander Let me take a gander at this thing. Yep, the Padres and the Brewers, the Padres have 52 losses and the Brewers have 51 losses. So actually the Brewers are in the driver's seat in the wild card race, even though winning percentage-wise, they're on the outside looking in. But with three games um, that they – the Padres have played three more games than them, if the Brewers win all three of those games, they're in and the Padres are out. So um, the Brewers actually only trail the Phillies by one game in the wild card race as well. This game is just way too meaningful. And, boy, you know, we, we looked at that Brewers trade to the Padres when they traded Hader at the trade deadline. And then we see Hader just getting busted up yesterday, I mean, by Kansas City. Um, you, you think they just—those relievers, it, it happens fast. And we said it at the time of the trade, you know, it happens very fast
1: um man i never would have thought you would have said hater and the word and a 23.14 era in the same sentence but he's allowed more more runs in this short tenure with the Padres than he did all of last season so he's just a disaster
0: it happens fast
1: with relievers yeah. it
0: happens very 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 fast um and the brewers clearly saw something that had concerned them So, um, you know, hats off to them. I I have trouble getting away from the Brewers. I think they win big here. I like like, on on Saturday night, I said this on yesterday's show, it looked like they had drawn a line in the sand, you know, and said, that's it. You know, the seventh inning on Saturday, something seemed to click for the Brewers, and then we saw it carry over to yesterday as well. Um, Speaking of carrying over, Jose Suarez and Frankie Montaz are pitching out in Los Angeles. The, the Yankees actually have the shorter road trip in this one than the Angels do because the Angels return home from Toronto while um, the Yankees were in Oakland losing to, losing to the A's. Um, and, you know, when the Yankees lose to the A's, um, of course, the YouTube commenters immediately point to the fixes in Chris, was the fix in or the Yankees just need to be fixed? I mean, we've seen the Yankees. It's not like the Yankees haven't struggled at all this season to begin with. I mean, it's like they've had, since the All-Star break, they've had problems. It's actually, we've talked, you know, they had that big losing streak. And now they've, they had this, Um, you know, losing to Oakland in Oakland, which is worse than losing to Oakland at home these days. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, are the Yankees... Is it just they were playing over their head? Obviously, some regression to the mean, you know, here as far as the Yankees go. But on top of that, is it just a pitching staff that kind of was um, pitching over their head and then it's all caught up with them? I mean, I don't know, but I know Frankie Montaz is not the
1: answer. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a little bit of, you know, cockiness. Just thinking that, hey, you know, we can, we're good enough. Well, we know Aaron with... Boone
0: sucks. I mean, we know that.
1: Fair you know? fair I'm just I'm not disputing that um, but I think that you know for, for me I, I just have a hard time backing Jose Suarez I'm I'm still not on board with the Los Angeles Angels yeah they swept the Blue Jays that's great but I think that yeah, was more about the Blue Jays not showing up to play in any of those three games than it was about the Angels really putting the boots to them and uh, I think Toronto just gave up but uh, I, I think the Yankees you know, get a bit of a wake up call after that series split and Frankie Montas does know this Angels lineup fairly well from his time in Oakland. So go with the, the New York Yankees here. That, it, that's the only way I see I can go in this game, but uh, probably, again, another another no play for me.
0: I think you go with the Angels here and the over. You know, Mike Trout yeah. is starting to hit again. And, you know, Frankie Montas, Mike Trout, I don't like that matchup for the Yankees. Um, and, you know, give me Suarez over, over Montas as far as you know, the starting pitching matchup. I would, you know, put them in a room and, you know, put... Well, I don't know what happens. <laughs> it's kind of like I, I always say that to people, like when, you know, in the business side of things that, you know, you know, people always say, hey, well, we should do this together. We should do this together. and I'm always like, well, maybe we should try something. You know, different. You know some people I'm like very excited and I just jump in with both feet. Other companies are more like, you know, eh, let me let me think about it. It's kind of like and I always say this to people and they're always taken by surprise. So, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you put two dogs in the room together, they let them sniff each other a little bit first. And, figure things out you know it's like... <laughs> you
1: just imagine walking into like a police interrogation room with like the two-sided glass and you have jose suarez and frankie montas just sniffing each other and you're trying to make sense of everything that's going on it's like you know
0: you want those two dogs to just sniff each other out a little bit you know <laughs> get it working out, but I don't know. I'm going to go with the angels in this one. I do not like this game. I'll tell you that, but I don't like Montas. Just doesn't do it for me. We go to another game here though. This one's interesting. Diamondbacks taking on the Phillies. The Diamondbacks of course have won five in a row over the Phillies in Arizona. Um, Madison Bumgarner moved into this spot. Originally it was Gallon slated to go here. And then they kind of switched things around. Bumgarner was supposed to go tomorrow against NOLA. Now it's Gallon against Nola, was my guess, and Bumgarter versus Suarez. Now the Phillies come into this one a little bit of a heater, 7-3 and three in their last 10 games, but it's Pittsburgh and Cincinnati who they've been playing. Well, the Diamondbacks have been playing some pretty decent baseball. They're 500 at home, 6-4 um, and four in their last 10 games, and oh, all those were on the road. They played in Kansas City and then in Chicago. Um, I don't know, Chris, what do you think here?
1: I think that, you know, if there's going to be an undoing for the Diamondbacks, it's probably going to be with Madison Bumgarner on the mound who has, you know, struggled in recent outings. Uh, 6.48 ERA across his last uh, last seven starts, and that ERA only goes up if you only take into account the starts in the month of August. I, I'm going to go with the first five innings over here. I think, uh, you know, you get enough of Madison Bumgarner to get you well over the total. I think it's around three and a half, four here. I think Suarez capable of giving up a couple in his own right here, he just gave up three runs in five and two-thirds against Cincinnati, so uh, I look for, uh, for the runs to come early in this one. I like the over in the first five.
0: Yeah, I think this is one of the tougher games on the board because you could really make a case in both directions. Um, you know, the Dimebacks, like I said, absolutely owning the Phillies um, in Arizona. And then, you know, but Bumgarner really struggling. And, you know, the Phillies' bats swinging away. And, you know, like I said, the Phillies have beaten bad teams. But where do the Diamondbacks fall in that mix of the good teams or bad teams? You know, it's kind of like, eh, kind of in between a little bit of uh, both. These teams, of course, um, have to travel to go to this game with the Phillies at home for the Reds and Pirates series. And then, you know, the D-backs have been on the road um, beating up on the White Sox, the poor White Sox. So definitely a tough one. Um, but we go to our final game on the card. Just an eight-game card today. Got the Giants taking on the Padres. Like I said, the Brewers have caught the Padres in the lost column. The Brewers actually have the lead over the Padres, though the Padres have a better winning percentage because they've played three more games. So they have two more wins than the Brewers uh, meanwhile, the Giants kind of falling out of it. Two and eight, Carlos Radon on the mound. I'd have to say a lot of this, what's happened with the Giants this season is is Radon's fault. He has not really come through for them. Um, you know, losing Galsman, no sense of tela for the for the bulk of the season for the Giants, um, you know, hasn't helped them. And um yeah, for the you know, for the White Sox, you know, and I say this all the time, is that sometimes free agency and trades and stuff. It more hurts the team that loses the guy than helps the team that gets the guy, and I think the whole Redon situation has has really been a microcosm of that, um, with him not really helping the Giants all that much, and if any, if at all, and um, cl- you know, just absolutely killing the White Sox, who outside of Dylan Cease have about a 5.0 team ERA, you know, for their starting pitchers. What do you think about this one?
1: Yeah, I think for me the the way I wanted to go in this one was with the under uh, under seven seven and a half whatever you can get it at. Uh, you know, Carlos Rodon he has had his issues, but he's actually pitched fairly well over the last month. He's allowed two runs or less in his last five starts, going four and zero oh in that stretch, and allowed one run or less in four of those five starts. I Think he can keep an inconsistent Padres hitting lineup in check, but uh, I also think Mike Clevenger can can pitch fairly well in this start. For me, the, the Giants have just been inconsistent offensively themselves. Three runs or less in nine of their last 11 games. I think this is a first-to-three-wins kind of game, so give me the under between the Giants and Padres.
0: I'm with you. I've been with you on the under as well. I think also the nerfy comes into play in this game, too. I think that um, it's going to be close to the best in these two teams. They know each other extremely well. And, you know, the Giants are the type of team that have won divisions and playoff spots in the final game of the season before. So, you know they're not quitting, even though it looks to be um, the odds stacked against them mathematically at this point. Well, we go to our final portion of the show, and that is the parlay section. It is a light card today, so um, we don't have a ton to work with, but I don't know. We always find something to bet on. It's pretty amazing. What do you think, Chris? It's
1: it's what we managed to do. Um, it's, it's what I'm, we, we can I can't help myself. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, the over in the Reds Cardinals. I'll take the uh, the Minnesota Twins on the money line, and I will go with the under in the Giants Padres.
0: I'm gonna. Uh, I'll go with the under in the Marlins Dodgers. The over in the Blue Jays Cubs game. In the over in the Twins Red Sox game. And I'm going to send Rod Zawacki $10 to do a bingo scratch ticket for me just because I can. Anyways, thanks everyone for joining us. Make it a winning day. We appreciate each and every one of you. Those of you, premium and VIP members, it'll be a combo show today, of course, just eight games to work with. So thanks and make it a winner.